It's 8 a.m. It's 8 a.m. Good morning. What's up, Jordan? Yes, I'm talking to myself on this very special intro to the 8 a.m. shift. So to give some folks some uh, background information, Joe actually couldn't make it this time around due to a scheduling conflict. No problems, though. Uh, it's just going to be me leading us into the interview that we have with our special guest, uh, Alex Bersetti. Um, just a note, though, the interview was a pre-record, so Joe actually does make an appearance in that particular interview. And on today's episode, we'll be discussing everything from the Netflix series Ozark to the HBO series Oz. Now, some may wonder why we chose to make this episode about those particular shows. It, it stems from the conversation that I had with Joe in a previous episode where I mentioned that Oz never really got its just due as far as uh, think pieces and, you know, all these commemorative articles about the 20th anniversary of it last year. So as we were discussing it, I was like, you know what, we got to make this kind of like a running theme for season two is uh, the impact that Oz actually had on TV. And uh, we do discuss that very briefly briefly with uh, my my friend. But we also discuss uh, Netflix series Ozark. And uh, Ozark is a very interesting one. It is uh, a very, very, very binge-worthy series starring Jason Bateman as a financial planner who is laundering money for a drug cartel. However, it's also another example of when data-driven Netflix series take you down a very, very, very addictive rabbit hole, yet at the same time serves you pretty much the type of content that you've seen before. So that's what we'll be discussing, um, amongst other things. And uh, yeah, stick around, shifters, because I'm sure you're going to thoroughly enjoy this interview. So we end up speaking to my friend, Alex Braschetti. That's correct. That's me. <laughs> so funny thing about Alex, I've known him for quite some time. Your full name is Alejandro, right? Yes. Alejandro yes, Braschetti, right? Yep. Uh, he's a Williamsburg native, right? Before, like back when he was still like warehouses. Right. Mm-hmm. So like me, you're you're a, you're a dying breed in Brooklyn. It's yeah. like... Yeah, that's bo- probably the best way to put Brooklyn it. Brooklyn native. <laughs> you're, you're getting pushed out of your neighborhood. Right. And I think it's also important to know is that uh, both... Joe and Alex are both like Puerto Rican Italian. Also, yeah. both last of the dying breeds from Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and most and the, and the key takeaway here is I got two of the most golden Brooklyn voices you could ever imagine <laughs> on a podcast. Oh boy, <laughs> here we go. It don't get no no more official than that. I know, man. I see skimming and 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 money being pushed at the table. Damn, Jordan. What are you trying to Crap games and only only the finest shrimp pasta and. And, and scampies <laughs> from from East Harlem all the way down to uh, you forgot Ben Neal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta throw that in. Uh, uh, from anything pork, anything pork related. Anything pork related. Yeah. I always tell everybody mm-hmm. whenever they like, do you? Put, I'm like, I come from like two of the biggest pork eating cultures oh, on yeah. the planet. It's heaven. It's heaven. <laughs> yeah, that is pork. Especially come the holidays, man. Oh <laughs> man, yeah, it's brutal. Yeah. Forget about. Yeah. Um, he I know the forget. I, th- and that was not intentional. Like that just came out. Um, <laughs> so uh, yeah, you know. So you know. I'll, I'll tell us. Tell us what you do, Alex. Uh, sure. Give us a little a little rundown before we roll into the show here. Sure. Don't mind if I do. So I'm a lifestyle journalist. I've been in the industry for about ten years. Mm-hmm. Actually, celebrating my. Uh, 10 year anniversary this year. Nice, congratulations. Um, I've worked for numerous publications, started out at The Source magazine, 
doing hip-hop journalism, transitioned into Complex, which was where I got to link up with Jordan. And it was funny, we were both interning at the time. Right, right. I walk into the offices, and, you know, mind you, I'm, like, going past Mark Echo's office. He has a freaking basketball uh, a court yeah, in his court. in his or office. Used to, used yeah, to. he used to. So and then he has like stairs that go all the way up to a private bedroom. Of course. So I'm going through there, <laughs> right? And our old uh, editor at the time was now the editor in chief, uh, Damian Scott. He uh, brings me over to like this little cubicle, right? And then all of a sudden, I see this dude, and I'm like, "The hell are you doing here?" <laughs> and then you know we were just able to click from there. But I, me and him were helping build out like a lot of their consumer tech stuff. Right, right, right. And then transitioning from there over to Thrillist and Ask Men, Gear Patrol, Hoop Magazine. I've kind of been all over. Mm. So now uh, the two hubs that I write for are Tom's Guide. I'm one of their freelance editors doing all their audio stuff. Oh, nice. So, you know, being around all these microphones and headphones, (laughs) I feel comfortable already. That's good. (laughs) And on top of that, I'm still over at Askman. I've been there for four years doing a lot of their men's lifestyle stuff. So anchoring all their men's grooming content, also helping build out, like, the fashion, spirits, sports. I mean, I'd run the gamut. Cool. So funny story about Alex I was talking to him one day about like his 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 heritage once, right. right? And and he says to me like, yeah, the only Italian thing I really do is I talk with my hands. Right? And he's <laughs> yeah. just doing like this, this thing with his hands, right? Right. Yeah. So then one day, like I think it was like last year, like I'm talking to Joe, and he's like getting a little like he's getting he's getting you know he's getting feeling, animated. Yeah, being animated. He's just doing yeah. like this right with his hands, and you can't you can't see it because you're listening, but you know you know exactly what I'm talking about if you've ever been yeah. around that. And I was like, oh no, oh. D- Dear God, he's Joe. You're talking with your hands. <laughs> yeah, and and I really had that moment where I was just thinking back to the time Alex did it, and I was like, I need to get them two on a podcast. Oh yeah, it's day. finally happening. It's finally happening. It's fine. It's some. It's literally something my family's been making fun of me about my whole life. They're like, Why do you like whenever I order like if I want like a side of mayo, I do like this, or, like a little. And it's like me it's doing like I want the little cup, the little, up, cup. and they're yeah. like, What the hell are you doing? Like your nipple? Like what? I'm, yeah. like, I'm the same way every right. time. Like I, whenever I curse, right. I'm always constantly just using my hands. People see that. But the one thing that I get, especially coming from Brooklyn, is when I talk. I guess just like. The, my dialect oh yeah uh, it's just like oh, people man. I've I've been on the west coast I've been mm. international and people are like either you're from New York or you're specifically right, like right, from right. Brooklyn and I'm like yeah I, I get that all the time the so first, I'm accustomed to it <laughs> my first <laughs> night in LA I went drinking with a buddy and the bartender immediately he was like Brooklyn, right? And then just like the whole time we were there, just like asking me questions about Brooklyn, like how, yeah, what was, Brooklynites think of LA. And I was like, yeah, what's well, funny? Because especially with Brooklynites, right. like New Yorkers in general, I mean, you travel anywhere around the country right. and there's this fascination. They know, yeah. Like they, they, they get so caught up in it. But like with Brooklynites, like some people literally mark out, they're just straight up like, no way, you're from there. Right, and they right. hear the stories about like where. Well, we've all traveled within right, right. so it's like Williamsburg, Dumbo, all these spots, and they just like go nuts. They're like, "Oh my god!" You know, right. like I saw, like I saw, like they used to film like my favorite episode over there. Like, <laughs> right, or they right, used right. to film like Gossip Girl in that area, and it's this and that, and it's just kind of like, like Gossip man. Girl. What the fuck? Who they the did yeah. film in New Yeah, they yeah. used to film in my I mean, neighborhood. I work in the industry, so you'd be surprised how many people when I tell them now they be throwing stuff. I mean, I'm like. I You're like what? Yeah, because they don't like in the in the actual show. They don't like say it's Brooklyn sometimes. Yeah, it, it's just like because they like like they pretend the it's Chelsea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then yeah, all yeah, of a sudden, right, it's right, like, right, wait right. a minute, why is the uh, Williamsburg Bridge in the background? <laughs> right. Like, there's right. something wrong here. Right, right. But you know, you wouldn't know that unless you're a natural New Yorker. Of course, yeah. Like, an original. So. An original. An original. That's right. right. <laughs> Something Jordan longs to be. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> He's so not, a Queens boy. Yeah, a Queens guy, not, unless, not unlike the Honorable 45th President of the United States <laughs> of America. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> Zing. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if Alex knows about this uh, this right-wing uh uh, yeah, so he's got a bit of a right wing shtick that What's he does. Thing? Yeah, so his shtick's not like consistent on the show. It's just kind of like it's funny because like we'll sometimes if we go out somewhere and like he'll do it, and then people come to me later like, "Yo, that's fake, right?" <laughs> 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 and I'm like, "Yeah, <laughs> it's all right, guys. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I'm not like hanging out with some like right wing nut." Yeah. I mean, I guess that's kind of conceivable. Like, but we looked at your Instagram. He's got a Punisher T-shirt. Is it a Punisher T-shirt or is it, you know, like a 
like an NRA t-shirt. Uh, <laughs> you'll never know. <laughs> you'll never know. That's but, crazy. But hey, dude, sometimes you gotta put on appearances, man. You like you, you never know who you're gonna be around. Sure. Right? Might as well play both sides of the fence. Right? <laughs> Sometimes you wind up in a weird town in Pennsylvania, Word. and then you're glad you got your Punisher shirt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, you, you fit right in, bro. <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> I remember stopping at a Wendy's once in Pennsylvania. I was driving back from like Chicago. It's crazy late at night, and I was like, "I'm in Pennsylvania. It should be cool." And then I like stop at this Wendy's, and man, oh man, it was like it was like Duck Dynasty in that motherfucker. What did I just step into? It was like. Well, I'm saying, look at Win- look at Wendy, like, yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, she's got red true. hair with freckles. You see? hold your tongue, Jordan. Yeah. That sweet, sweet she's, girl. She's a ginger. Like, <laughs> I mean, hey, well, she's I'm, provided we with many a junior bacon cheeseburger, Jordan. Oh she's diverse. Too. So, you know what I'm saying? Well, I'm glad you brought that up, Joe. All right. Because um, lately I've been obsessing about this uh, Netflix series. I, kind of made I, I know theme, the one you're talking right, about. Um, called Ozark. And I want to put it out there first. Alex, did you finish season two? Yeah, man. I finished it as soon as it went up on Labor Day, uh, Labor Day weekend. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so you got to binge it. I'm, I'm just, so, like, I'm going to, like, full transparency. I have not seen all of season two yet, but I'm loving it. I'm, 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 like, seen season I'm one. like, I've seen all of season one. I'm like yeah. five episodes in the season yeah, two. Yeah, it's addictive. Um, I'm jealous that you got to blow through it that quick, man. Like, because I just—it's been like a crazy busy month. Oh no, trust me. Like, I, I can relate, but yeah. that's just one of those shows. I mean, it's only ten episodes. You yeah, kind of almost it's, commit. Uh, to it's it. so good. Yeah. Yeah, and you rarely get shows like that yeah. nowadays. Like back when, like the the binge fever was hitting everybody, right, and they were right, going through right. the Marvel stuff like crazy. Right. Now it's just become a little bit too much. There's some fatigue. Right. But like when a show that's just brand new, fresh, and it's just incredibly entertaining right you commit to it man you're like screw this i'm spending saturday and sunday 10 hours what's right. 10 hours right and right? Tr- trust me I, oh i've done it yeah <laughs> we've all been looking there. at you stranger things mm-hmm. season two uh, <laughs> but i i was telling jordan that one of the so like one of my issues with the marvel shows and i have not finished them all jordan's definitely watch more of it than i have yeah is you definitely hit those like filler episodes where you're like all right like a lot of this is kind of like regurgitated stuff we've seen in previous episodes and it's like that stuff gets hard to get through ozark i feel like i you never hit any of that filler man like everything's always and i know jordan has some opinions on the show like i know he's he's kind of digging it but he has some issues but for for me like with ozark i feel like everything keeps pushing the story forward and, you know, so I'm never like, this is filler, this episode wasn't needed or yeah. whatever. Like, those 10 episodes totally needed, everything worked, at least in my opinion. I felt like that way for the first season and my first, the first five episodes of the second season. I so I'm curious to way. know what criticisms you have. We might share some of the same because, I mean, I'm not going to sit there and say it's that a, any show is perfect. Yeah, it's not a perfect show, yeah. but. But, I mean, it, it does a really great job of Breaking just Bad was close to, pr- close to perfect, though. I mean, that first season, I'm not going to front. Like, my first time ever seeing Breaking Bad was, the, I saw the last episode, which was funny. Uh, what? But, I, but I was aware, <laughs> But I was aware of some of the characters right, right, and right, the storylines. Right. So, you know, they, they made it seem like it was almost like a national event. So right. I said, you know what? Let me watch it. I saw it. It caught my interest. And then I decided to binge the whole show. Right. That first season, it was good, but let's keep it 100. It was boring. Like no. it wasn't until season two where it really <laughs> it wasn't until season two which like that was when I was really started getting into it. Jordan and I are like, no, nah. really like, dude, it, we're gonna kill you right I now. I didn't really find it boring. I actually, I, I really like the, the first Walking season. Dead, maybe the Walking Dead, maybe. But it was Even only five episodes. Yeah, it, it so I'm like super short. The Walking yeah. Dead. Well, five or six, something, something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. but see, like with Breaking Bad, I. I it, the show definitely picks up from like season oh, two yeah. on for Absolutely, sure pace yeah. wise, but I still really really enjoy that. If anything, and listen, don't get me wrong, I love the show through and through. But if anything, I actually think the last season is kind of one of the weaker seasons, man. 
just because I feel like because they were wrapping it up, some stuff kind of gets wrapped up quickly. So from like a story standpoint, I feel like it's it's a bit rushed. Don't kill me, everybody. I love the show. Like you know, I'm, I'm gonna get like some message. Like I was listening to the show. How dare you speak? I mean, I could yeah. see that. I think yeah. that last season it was just kind of it was just wrapping up all the storylines for all the main characters. Right, right. But it got to a point where it became where every character story arc was so intense right. that That's true. you know you focus more in on that than the natural detailing of right, just the right. story elements, you know? Right. So. Yeah, no, and I think that's one of the reasons why I still, like, love it. But, like, I feel like if I put it under a microscope, I can be like, all right, maybe this arc is rushed and this arc yeah. is Yeah, we can nitpick everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That but, could be unfair. But, you Jordan, know. tell us tell us what, what your problems are with Ozark, man. So, okay, so total transparency, I'm only up to the third episode of the second season. I mean, as long as you got past the first season. Right, right. so we got past the good. first season. And... The way I, I'm probably gonna write a blog post at some point about this. Maybe this will. Maybe if we have a 8 a.m. shift blog post or something, <laughs> that, maybe that'll be our thing. But basically, whereas like Breaking Bad, I was like 100 on it. Ozark, I'm still like like 70, 80. Right. right? And I think my, I think the part of the problem for me was that it was introduced to me as, oh, this is like. If you love Breaking Bad, right, this is right, the next right, like right. you know, which is never the next nobody best show. should do that. Right, know? right, and. So of course you're like this is this is the next breaking bad. Okay, let me watch this. And right. of course you're going to go into it with a skeptical mind and then you realize like it's really a different show, but the characterizations um are all there and I think so what's 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 glaring to me is you said um I don't know if this is like a part of like this, this is like Netflix being too data driven, but there's like a checklist of like archetypes that you see in the series, right? Even from Jump, right? You know, um by that I mean it's like okay, like you know wife you know you know issue marital issues check you know um <laughs> kids are problems kids are problems <laughs> yeah. Check. Yeah. drug cartel check right and also um series of deus ex machinas that the that the um <laughs> the protagonist somehow always manages to like you Dodge know every single get every every single obstacle time. Yeah. Right. right and whereas like with like with Walter White, he had a talent that makes sense that like he would always be able to get out of these situations. This time, it's like, okay, well, I'm a financial planner, and I agree, you're, 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 he's fucking amazing at it. It's also like a little unbelievable. Uh, just slightly, you know. Just but slightly, even just in the slightly. show, they've told him, and it's funny because I was thinking about this after we spoke about it the other day. Even in the show, they're like, "I can replace you." So it's like it, they've never necessarily made it like he's irreplaceable. You know what I'm saying? He just happens to fight and scrap and keep himself in it. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. right. And one of the things is because, like, I totally agree. And I was telling Jordan this like right before he began the show because I was telling him after I blew through season one yeah. like uh, a year ago. I was like, oh, whenever it was. I was like, Jordan, you need to watch the show. But, um, and you like recently finished season one. Yeah, so it's all freshman. Right, mind. but I was saying, listen, get through the first couple episodes because the first couple episodes are like that basic setup. Like you're saying, those archetypes, right? Like, that, you know, uh, you know, white guy got himself in with the cartels, needs to, you know, figure it out. Uh, wife's marital problems, kids with problems, all that stuff. Yeah. But one of the things I told them was once they get to the Ozarks and they're like in the thick of it and in the mud, that's when the characters like take Start off. Start to develop. Right. And more. they develop into their own things. Like yeah. the son becomes his own thing, the daughter becomes his own, her own thing. Yeah. And their relationship is wild. Yes. Right. Like the one thing that I love about the show it plays in with the characters. Like, I love that they kind of stick to like the, you know, Americana, all family type of thing. But right. at the same time, they're they go balls to the wall with it. Like they don't sugarcoat the whole thing of like, oh well, you know, the kids aren't aware that their family is like in the drug game. Yeah, that's that. true. Like right when the first episode happens, and then you know they're being spoiled brats and all right. that. They're like, well, look, here's the deal. We're on the run, and we're we're laundering all this money. You happy now? Which now, I thought like and now how are you gonna help? Like are you gonna start filling up <laughs> right. are you gonna start filling up the house and hiding his money? And then you know the son's learning how to, he he wants to learn right, right. how to launder it and all that. So I'm like, all right, this is a different approach. Right. I like this. Yeah. It's like they're they're yeah. not they're not uh taking the audience for fools. Right. Yeah. You know, it's like come on. 
Let's be realistic. At some point or another, they're going to learn. The kids are going to figure it out, right? Exactly. And I I remember liking that aspect a lot, too. I was like, all right, like they're they're changing it up here because the kids know from jump that, Mm -hmm. like, they're doing some dirty stuff and like yeah. and you know like now they're a part of it and they all got to figure it out together it's like you know being money launderers as a family exactly <laughs> you know? yeah. and i could agree with you on just like that whole element of like all right you know walter white he had this natural talent he had right. a knack for right. just kind of getting out of like sticky situations the thing with jason bateman's character marty is that you kind of feel like he gets thrown a new life or death situation every episode right. and yet he manages to break free from it. Right. So I feel that in a lot of ways it's like, all right, doing it for like the first 10 episodes, y- you can put luck into account and you can say, okay, you know, that's cool. But yeah, going like um, you saw the first few episodes, it's just kind of like, all right, this is kind of getting a little bit unrealistic. Cause like a real Mexican cartel after they've pretty much told you that you can be replaced, like they would have you would have been dead, right, you right, and right. your family, because they're not putting up with this bullshit. They don't want to hear that you that you have an issue that you can't get their money from the hillbillies. The right, 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 right. They don't want to hear that like the priest burned down the church. <laughs> like they they're like yo, where's Spoiler our money? Alert. <laughs> yeah. So you know what I'm saying? Like they they don't. You know you you have to be able to look at it sometimes and just say you know what it's Hollywood is entertainment. But if you sit there and you're like all right, there's no way in hell that shit would ever ever happen. Reality is everything that Walter White did. None of that shit would happen. Right, there's a ton of stuff in any show you watch that you can be like, this guy would have been dead, or, you know. You take it with a grain of salt. Right. You're just like, you know what? As long as it keeps me entertained. Right, no, and that's the value. And that's the value. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I just, my my thing is, like, it's just like, there's just kind of like, I guess, like, format wise. Right. Like I said, it's like a laundry list of things that you always add. I mean, even like the FBI agent, like, he's got, like, he's a, he's like, he's not really closeted, but he's like this tortured, like, gay man who, you know, he, who, because of this really traumatizing experience with his mother, right, he kind of t- takes it out in these, in this kind of like, how to describe it? It's a very um, self-destructive way, right? Right. Yeah. Um, even the fact that you know they chose like probably like the whitest part of America to <laughs> actually you know you know have it like whiter than Albuquerque, if you right. will, um, as a setting speaks volumes too because. You know, like you said, Duck Dynasty. This is to me is not. This isn't just Breaking Bad. This is Breaking Bad meets Duck Dynasty. That's what this TV show. <laughs> yeah, is, right? that's a good way of putting it. And what I like is that it's original in the sense that okay, no one's ever tried to do like the uh, I don't know if you want to call it the hillbilly mafia or like the redneck right. mafia. I know in the South there was like an actual Dixie mafia, but it was like a loose confederation. Whereas with this mm. is like a little bit. You, you see the ties with them. And you, what I do like is also etch out the ties between like. Um, people in this part of the country right. to like you know the D- detroit detroit union rackets or like chicago chicago mob too right like those things are kind of cool how they map those things out um so that 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 was a plus was that they never explored that type of territory before but like all those other things too where you just kind of like create these like um it's like the notion of just kind of creating these like flawed people you know like um that are like constantly flawed and then like those flawed like i feel like it's 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 a territory that's been uh, it's been done. It's been done, yeah. and you know, I also told Joe that um, it looks a lot like, like style-wise, it looks a lot like House of Cards. And then we discovered today, actually, that uh, yeah, one of the one of the production companies, companies is like the same yeah. as uh, House well, of Cards. But I think they funded it though. That, I don't know if they actually did the actual. Yeah, they may well, just I, be. Uh, I think if Netflix was smart, they would start promoting Ozark like it's House of Cards because since oh, that crossover. series is <laughs> done. Are you joking? I want the crossover. I want. I want <laughs> this guy wants a crossover. Oh yeah. I mean, for what Kevin Spacey's character got wiped out of but the show. So now it's his like, wife's about to take. Yeah, over. can you imagine? Can you imagine? Like, okay, we need to funnel our money up to like the highest level of. <laughs> Of American political power, <laughs> and before you know it, they're throwing money at Are you. Jordan is laying the tracks for a full Netflix universe right now, oh, starting what, with Ozark. But what's, but what's funny is, as you continue to watch the show, that's actually a link that could possibly happen. Oh yeah, you can see that potentially yeah. coming. Like, so in the show. It, Wait, what the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I'll, I'll leave it. I'll leave that. Keep at that. keep watching. Yeah. Uh, so. It's, yeah, man, it gets it gets pretty political. Yeah, but in but, a good way. So. But like Jordan was saying, like I, um, the fact that it like sort of takes these takes that normal that story we've kind of seen before, and like now throwing it in this like, you know, 
rednecky, you know, swampy. very swampy, <laughs> but like Americano, like that, like something that yeah. we all you all know is like deeply American, and like now, like putting it in that world, I think is interesting. And it's funny, the guy Peter Mullen who plays uh, the like the patriarch of the uh, what's the family, the the redneck family that in Ozark. Oh, the long. The Lang, not the Langos, the other ones, the oh, uh, um, the ones who like. Oh, the ones that are living on the land, right, right, the, right, that, right. That that got taken away, or no, something happened. No, something flooded, so they had to like move to like the interior. Yeah, the ones who were like dealing with the priest and stuff like that. You know, mm. the husband and wife that yeah. are like getting straight cycles. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he. Pl- I was telling Jordan this before, so he played a similar character on a show called Top of the Lake, which was like an Australian show, and. He was awesome at it, dude. And it's it's funny because it was like a similar character where he's like the patriarch of like this family who's like grown up or around this lake and like has run this like, you know, this land for the longest time. So I remember when I saw him pop up in Ozark and I had seen Top of the Lake a few years before. I was like, no. First of all, he's an awesome actor. Like in general, I've seen him in a bunch of stuff. But so I, my at first I was like, yes, I love this guy. But then I was like, yo, he is playing like the same characters. Yeah. But it's great. Like I, I yeah, love stereo that stereo cast, right? <laughs> stereotype. Right. They're like, yeah. can you play uh, uh, <laughs> a crazy Lakeman? <laughs> I don't even yeah. know what they call him. <laughs> yeah, but but it's yeah. funny. It's funny that you mentioned that because I feel like a lot of the appeal that comes. To, you know, f- towards the show is the cast. Like, oh yeah, cast I mean, Laura, cast Laura Linney is awesome, right? Yeah. And so is uh, Jason Bateman. But even some of the other characters, like the uh, the redneck blonde. Yeah, Ruth. Ruth, Ruth, Ruth. Yeah, Ruth. She's yeah. incredible. Like, she's awesome. I was telling Jordan and, when he was getting into the first season, like, wait till she. Oh my god, she's awesome. Yeah. And then Buddy, the the old guy who. Buddy's yeah. great. Buddy's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, they do a really good job of just kind of building out that universe having you interested in the characters yeah right. kind of similar to like our breaking bad did it right but and even like the villains like um spoiler alert like the end of the first season like nobody expected um Eastside morales right he right. was like not the head of the card so but he was like one of the top guys to have his freaking uh Head blown off. I, I remember like, when that happened. I was like, it came out of "What was know. Yeah. That's what it is. It's shock value. Yeah. When they do a really good job with that every yeah. other episode, it's like, "All right, now what are they going to get into? How are they going to get out of this?" Right, and that's like the Breaking yeah. Bad format, where it was like, it comes from left, left field. You're like, "Okay, what's going to happen?" Um, but then there's this transference of like loyalties or allegiances, if right, you will, right, right. and that's like the thing that I think I find kind of funny about the the show is how they. You know, you think it, you think it's really about his relationship with the with the cartel, and then it really becomes like everyone's mobbed up. Right, everyone's right, right, mobbed right. up, and like it's funny how like like how casual they are about it, which I think was, which I thought actually is kind of like strange in terms of like converse, conversation wise, sort of dialogue. Because how many often are you just like talking to your wife, and you're like, okay, is he like, you know, you know, what, is the mafia gonna like kill us today? Like he's like <laughs> he's like very blunt about these things, and yeah. it doesn't sound like something you'd actually. But I like that bluntness of the show. I think what happens is, especially going into the second season, you know, you have these characters. I mean, think about it. Everybody reaches their everybody reaches their uh, boiling point, right? And even you'll see, even Marty does. And you know, it just comes to a point where they're just like, "Look, if this is life right now, I'm gonna do what I gotta do. I don't even care anymore. But I'm not gonna. I'm gonna stay focused." get us out of the situation and you know we'll be good from there right. so they adapt to all of it because they kind of have to right. at this point yeah it's a, it's the American it's a show about the American way Jordan mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> it's right up your alley exactly uh, so yeah, I, thought, I thought Mayans was about the American way <laughs> I still haven't had a chance to watch the first episode of Mayans. Did you? I've heard mixed things about it, but I've never yeah. even seen uh, Sons, Sons of Anarchy. Oh, you were in a Sons? So, like the first few episodes, I never right. had a chance to go back into it because I think The Walking Dead at the time was really huge. Right, so yeah, a great yeah. Show about America. Uh, yeah, <laughs> the Walking yeah. Dead. True. <laughs> the Walking Dead is about Second Amendment rights. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> and Ray's like, see, if we got rid of all the guns, how would you kill all the zombies? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I think I think if you put that bug in there in the ear, yeah, I know, right? Find a way to continue to keep that show going when it needs <laughs> to end right now, right? It, yeah, that's one of the shows I, I was because uh, it's like I caught up, I, I like watched for a bit, then I stopped, and I like binged a few seasons to like catch up to like the Negan stuff. But it's like one of those shows that you literally. 
you there's like two good episodes a season and then everything else to me is just kind of like yeah, you're just waiting yeah, for that good epi- yeah. that one yeah, good episode two good episodes yeah, yeah. Just, something major yeah. happens but now it's become a okay which character are we going to kill off this right, week right. who are we going to like what uh alliance are we going to hint at that's right. like going to crumble and then the whole negan thing just sent it you know downhill from yeah. there yeah and it's just and I, I never even finished the like first like full Negan season cause I was again I was just kinda like I, I don't know if I can just keep watching bad episodes to get to a good one so uh, I'm glad I'm not the only one who that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, you know what happens is like I'll, I'll have like you know a few days off and like my fiance will be like gone or somewhere and then I'll be like all right, I guess I'll just watch like some Walking Dead and like I'll catch up. But what happens? We I think we yeah. all have our we all have our guilty pleasures. Right, right. So right. like you know when I'm done watching all this stuff and I really have nothing to watch, I'll like watch Empire. Right, right, right. and Empire's a terrible show. I haven't seen one episode. Yeah, so like I'll get back into it because I'm like you know what I already saw like the first three seasons. Right. I'm curious to know where this is gonna go, and if it gets canceled, I'll kind of want to know what the <laughs> right, right. what the final send off is so i don't know why i had this on the docket but you know i know we mentioned this in a previous episode about talking about oz <laughs> that's my shit right there a classic man so shit. i know so alex you're, when i correspond with you i know you're both like an expert on ozark and oz which is <laughs> funny because both of them deal with um you know like criminal underworlds and uh criminal hill, drama hill, and like hillbillies and you know I already told Joe Ozark, I want them to just go balls, balls to wall crazy with it because I feel like they're just like, you know. See, I feel like I would be upset if they went balls to the wall. Yeah, I'm I'm basically saying I want like it's too early. I I want Sons of Anarchy level like ridiculousness where like (laughs) by the time you get to like the third or fourth season, this guy's like aligning himself with like Aryan Brotherhood and and then like Ruth is dating like a black dude and and pissing off her family and then all of a sudden like the 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 minority community in in out on the outskirts of Ozark gets involved and then you get that like and you get the outlaws <laughs> from that community coming in and then and then like the Detroit Union gangster guys start coming in and then it just turns into an all out like uh you know you hit on something interesting so it's funny you mentioned that because before when you were talking about how kind of like uh Netflix has this checklist it's sort of like they're like uh what do you call that like they're mining for data Right. And they're figuring all these different ways right, right. to just draw controversy or just draw a certain crowd. Like, you know, you hitting on that whole, oh, like, Ruth is dating a, a black guy now and this, this, and that. Like, I, I wouldn't be surprised if that's, like, data that they're grabbing because they're like, oh, well, you know, Pornhub all of a sudden is, like, huge on, like, interracial uh, well, dude, sex like and all these different things. And, and yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but, like, right. they probably can pull all of that stuff up to try to create new storylines but I will say that the guys who they have writing the show do a really good job of just hitting a certain controversial right they like topics. interweave it really well yeah. into into the story yeah, like I, I haven't seen anything that I felt was like organic. really fo- no no actually <laughs> I, I feel like it, nothing really feels forced like it's like yeah. it kind of just like one thing flows into the next and I kind of buy it you know what I'm saying yeah. I haven't been like that's bullshit you know what I'm saying like right. you could definitely do that and I loved Sounds of Anarchy but like there were moments where I was like come on man oh, yeah, like, <laughs> like 40% of the show is that right? <laughs> yeah. but that's, that's why I loved it especially when they got into gunfights and no one was killed <laughs> yeah but then like that's where oz comes in because there was just i mean we could talk about so much about that show that was Love a, that show. a trendsetter of like just the whole hbo programming movement without that that was genesis yeah we were just talking about it like yeah. if you're gonna say like you know a lot of people are like you know sopranos is like the father of like where television is now like oz is the grandfather like uh there's no sopranos without the without oz because yeah. oz got that ball rolling there yeah. there's no um, the Wire, right? Oh, for sure. Treme, yeah. Like none of those shows. So it, it's crazy, and it's it, it always blows my mind how many people don't know about it. It's like people like around our age, like they tend to know because it was just like you know your parents were watching or something, whatever. But there's a lot of people that like even if they were younger, like they went back and they sought out Sopranos. Bro, they that, sought that, out. That's HBO's fault. For one, because I'm like, that's something that's part of your your history. Right. That's heritage right there. Like, I mean, yeah, they they're just like, hey, you know, if you have um if you have HBO Go or whatever, you can go through their entire catalog and enjoy it. Right. But you know, they don't promote it as much as they do some of their other previous shows, like 
big love right the wire deadwood which was canceled like yeah, yeah. i love three, deadwood, deadwood was but dope. it still gets promoted yeah sure, it yeah. still gets way, it gets way more promotion you see it in the promotional right advertisements right. and right. you're just kind of like all right um did I, we yeah I feel like not to cut you off. I feel like Oz maybe maybe because you know if you go back and watch Oz, you know now people are gonna be like, "Yo, that's problematic, right?" Like the the famous problematic. But so maybe it's something like HBO's like they know they got it. You can watch it whenever you want, but they don't push it because maybe you'll have too many people coming out and being like, you know, like and have something to say about some of those episodes. But. You know, it's a show of its time, but man, it was so good. You know, honestly, I really think that it comes down to it not being as, um, like, it's not, I hate to say it like this, some people refer to The Sopranos as being very family friendly. Okay. <laughs> in, in, in a way, like, it was, it, it, in some ways, it became like a show that was universally heralded, but that's because, um, to be fair, it was through like a white lens, you know? It's like telling me that Goodfellas is like a classic because. I mean, but well, it is. It, it is a classic. I was like, where you going with this, Jordan? No, no, no. no, 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 no <laughs> watch what you say. See, he's got very Brooklyn, very Italian, very quickly. No, but um, I mean, let's be serious. Goodfellas is about it, you know, racist, sexist. Oh yeah, the, my, right, absolutely. Misogynistic white guys, right? right. And oh, the Sopranos is that times five seasons, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. my, my my point being though is that the lens of how people kind of receive like the mafia and like American like history it kind of lends itself to that right um even Deadwood in some ways well I mean you're saying that it wasn't really it's not really as um it's not really pushed as much but Deadwood kind of like that American the American the Americana feel is kind of there Oz is has full frontal male nudity and dudes like shanking each other sexually assaulting each other racism racism like, it hits on so many social right, right. topics and that the, it's controversial right. just so where it's just like it's comments this. it's comments on the prison system exactly yeah. yeah the wire even though even though people would say it still gets like second billing next to the sopranos it's still consumable for like white america especially for like the like especially for the white liberal think tank especially for the white liberal think tank like the wire is for people that read the atlantic <laughs> No, you're right. You're right. I, I you're laugh because right. yeah. you're, you're, you're right. You know? and, it's, and it's almost just comparing who determines what sits at the up on exactly. up, uh, at the upper right. echelon. Right. So, like right. the Wire, you talk to any critic, credible critic, they're gonna say no. That's like the greatest written show ever. Right. But and if you is, talk to actual, like you know, fans, people who consume this stuff, they're gonna tell you, yeah, it's The Sopranos. Well, I even take it a step further. Like if you talk, if you go to a lot of inner city communities. A lot more like, yo, I lived through the wire. Like, I, like nah. I've had friends talk to gang members that were just like, oh, you fuck with the wire. And they'd be like, nah, man, Breaking Bad. I fuck with Breaking Bad. <laughs> yeah. Or they'd be like, I fuck with Rick and Morty. Like, dead ass gang members that watch Rick and Morty. And I would never deny that a gang member could fucking enjoy Rick and Morty. That is a funny ass show, right? <laughs> but it's true. Like, yo, how, like, the thing is that when you create a, uh, like, um, especially a, what do you, what do you, what do you call them? Like a, a, um, prestige drama, right? Right about something that's supposed to be my life, you're, of course you're going to be kind of a little resistant to it. You know yeah, what I mean? It's like sure. when people are like, yo, you watch Fresh Off the Boat, and it's just like, I have the book, I haven't read it yet. I kind of know Eddie a little bit, but I haven't watched the show, mm. right? You know what I mean? It's I like, it's because in your mind, you're kind of like, how are you going to tell me about my life? How right, you, right. That, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then on top of that, like, you got to think, like, you've also taken my life, and you've, like, cast it against, like, once again, the the white liberal intelligentsia right lens right? <laughs> yeah, right Oz right and boy when I tell you I feel like I know more POCs that fuck with Oz over the wire like that is like like no lie the truth and on top of that I know a lot of LGBTQ POCs that fuck with Oz too because I mean like yo like I said forefront male nudity they were you know they were exploring some real serious shit about like even male on male relationships right. like, like that at was- the time that like that show inspired even like that whole reality TV craze. So like locked up the first yeah right, and right, all right, that right, stuff. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. was almost like a precursor right yeah. to all of that. I mean, granted yeah. they had scared straight and all of that, but this was just like, all right, you guys want to really know what it's like being locked up? Right, right, right. Like, all right, watch this. Yeah, and both of those things look really fucking scary. So like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know what the fuck you. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why people are still trying to jack cars in 2018, but you know, I'll <laughs> tell you right now. Go back and yeah. watch Locked Up <laughs> or so uh, Scared see, Straight. You want to see your future? Oh, yeah. Scared Straight is <laughs> terrifying. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I remember watching Oz. 
But and it, it was funny because like my uncle who like lived with us for a while, like he loved the show, so like we would like watch it with him, and it, it was like. All right, you're, you're maybe a little too young to be watching this, but like we were like hooked either way, mm-hmm. and it's just like, like 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 you were saying before, like there's there's something to that show that speaks to like speaks a little bit deeper about like where we are and like in American side society where we are as people, where like I think and I think it scares people, it frightens oh, yeah. some people, and that's why I, I think HBO genuinely like. You know, at least who was producing before loved the show, but I think they understand what promoting that means now. Yeah, especially so for the overall like HBO picture. You yeah, know what yeah. I'm saying? Especially since it's um, ethnically, it's well represented. Oh yeah, you have yeah. so many different cultures right. that are you know in the prison system, and a lot of it is taboo stuff. You know, you got like what was it like the Muslims working with like the. Uh, the Italians and right. doing all this crazy stuff and you're just kind of like, all right, that would never fly or you would think that wouldn't, but it's like, nah, like it's all about survival and right. like, sometimes it, you need to create these alliances and mm-hmm. I, nobody cares if it's like, um, you're breaking the code of the streets or anything right, like that. Right. It's like, nah, it's like, it's about getting this money. It's about surviving until I'm out or until my lethal injection date comes, right, you know? Right. But it's funny because it's like, I remember like watching Oz, right? And then when you see like the skinheads making deals with like the, the Spanish dudes or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And I remember like being young and being like, yo, but like how does that work? Because they skin, they hate, they hate each other. And then like later, years later, you see something like a locked up where you see like the Aryan Brotherhood was like making deals with like yeah. the Mexican dudes because like that's what that life is there. Like they have to survive off of each other in a way, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Exactly. And uh, it was just, it touched on interesting subjects. And it was like, it also, like, the show got over the top at points. So, like, and I think maybe it's, like, partly, like, maybe the show's a little too, like, real in a sense. But also, I think they also feel like, because at the time, production-wise, it's not at the level of some of those other shows, even though it's still great show and i think they feel like you know that's like me like if i break out my old vhs tape or something i made as a kid you know i'd be like you know the production on this is a little rough guys you know like and i think maybe they that also plays a part in it they like almost like we've done better you know and but i'm kind of like you have but you haven't because like that show i think hbo treated that show like uh it was sort of like their guinea pig, like yeah. their, their pet yeah. project. And can we like, get away with this? Like, you know yeah. what? Let's see how far we can go with this. And right. then once they started building momentum, they had all these other shows in line. Because mm-hmm. I think even they knew it was going to be controversial. It was going to draw ratings, which was good. Right. More money. Invest that into projects that can be more, like, family wholesome. Right. Yeah, like Sex know. in the City. Exactly. <laughs> right? But, you know, stuff that also they know. Also a show now. But, like, you know, yeah, one, but they were able to just flip all of that. They were able to take all the accolades, praise, yeah. awards, all this stuff, and be able to market all those type of shows. Right. Like Because they saw that the demographic was much huger for, like, a Sex in the City or right. even, like, Six Feet Under. Yeah. You know? Because yeah. they were like, all right, I mean, at least, like, I can watch that with, like, my teenage daughter right, or right, son right. but I'm not gonna watch I'm not gonna have my, my, my son or daughter watch some dude like getting shanked up his a-hole right 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 you know just real graphic wild stuff right. and then after like the third season you saw the production was going a little bit down on an overall level right the story the characters all the stuff and you're like alright this show's not really getting it's just doing anymore and mm. it kinda helped you get it's kinda like with Joe Buttons and uh, Everyday Struggle <laughs> it's like alright dude like you you pretty much were the show, and they pretty much told you, like, yeah, your services are no longer <laughs> right. needed. Yeah, it's like, yeah, a, yeah. hit the bricks. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, it's funny thing, too, also, I guess, connect this to Ozark a little bit, is that um, if you look at how it trended at the time for them to even get uh, us into production, remember, at one point, before Vice, this is pre-Vice, right? They had all, they were, HBO was leading with all these, like, uh, like, true crime documentaries, right? Like, they were the ones doing, like, Aryan Nation. Right. You know, in the middle of, I don't know. And even Ozark, Missouri, and even like the Skinamax <laughs> stuff, like all those sex documentaries, like yeah, sex and yeah, all that. Like, they, they were ahead of the time. Part of it, yeah. yeah. So like, I feel like they used all that data, all that data, and we're like, all right, well, people are watching this. Let's just make a drama about it, right. and then that it, that gives us a bunch of other shows after that. It's funny, like thinking about it now, because it's true. You had shows like Real Sex and like Cat House, right? These are the shows that like really got 
HBO views and stuff. And then as those accolades came, as the prestige came, they were kind of like, all right, we're How done. can we turn we're, them into dramas? Right, yeah. right. But they were also kind of like, we're done with this now. Like, you don't see yeah. that anymore, right? right. They're not doing yeah. any anything like real sex anymore. They're not yeah. doing anything well, like Cat House anymore. They right? were smart. They said, all right, how can we keep this porn theme together? Oh, I got it. Let's create the deuce the deuce exactly and, which is a right, really right, good right, show right, right. the deuce is actually, actually a really i actually haven't good watched show. it but i'm i i'm, I'm kind of dying it's watch. really I good it's it about the same guys who did the wire yeah so yeah. like you know it's well written a lot of the characters from the show are on it right. well not the characters the, the actors, actors yeah. Yeah. but it's really well done yeah. it's good I'm i saw impressed. a trailer for the second season the other day and i was like i need to watch this yeah so, it gets uh, crazy because get now it. they start getting into uh, the porn industry right stuff. Yeah, yeah before it's really it just shows you how new york city was during i think the 60s or the 70s, late 70s, 70s yeah, right yeah, yeah. so you know you're watching that it's just one huge mess of just like prostitution drugs right, right, right. um you know, dirty cops, the bar scene, all mm. these different things, but they tack they tackle it by just introducing characters that everyone can relate to. Like you right. can watch the show and you can say, Oh, you know what? I'm like James Franco's character or I'm like Method Man's character right. or all these different people and you're like, I can relate and it's really well done. Yeah, I gotta I gotta ch- I think that's probably like after Ozark, maybe that's the next one. Yeah. Well, I hop in season two too. started like last week so yeah. I mean you can yeah. just binge watch the first season it's only like I think six or eight episodes yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, it's, yeah it was it's short, short yeah, yeah. yeah I remember you had seen a little of it when the first season I think and you were telling me it was you were digging at least the first couple episodes yeah I think so I watched the first few episodes and I didn't hate it I just didn't really feel compelled to go back to it but I because I like you Alex I think I will at some point <laughs> yeah man finish it it ends it. on a really good note yeah I think I think my, my concern though is that um Black Thought it's not even that I just felt <laughs> I, I sensed that there was gonna be this whole thing with the storyline where okay they're having these own personal dramas and then eventually they're all gonna like somehow be connected to each other yet again by like the fourth or fifth episode or like most people in the cast are gonna like be connected to each other in some right. way shape or form um, which is usually how most like TV shows go anyway but yeah. But I think I was just also, um, I, you know, I think I I liked it. I didn't love it. And I think after the second or third episode, I was like still kind of like, I don't know if I really want to pursue this. It, it gets a lot more intense. And it's kind of like The Wire. And if you know how those guys write their show, mm. well, the main guy, David Simon. David Simon, yeah. yeah. Mm. The way he writes his show is he he has this huge game plan. Yeah, he has this huge blueprint of right. how I'm going to connect these characters. You saw it the way he did the wire. Right. So that's the thing with Dave Simon. I feel like he, even though like he's he himself personally is grounded in like the the working class, the mechanisms of like working class, the working class world. Right. He still has to write these things for like, um, you know, for for the for you know the Tribeca Film Festival types. You know what I mean? Or like the, and that's not a knock at the Tribeca Film Festival. Okay. Uh. So yeah, uh, that was quite the discussion about <laughs> Ozark. Yeah, th- dude, thanks for coming on and talking to us about oh. TV. One of uh, probably our fa- most our favorite subject here on the Eight AM yep. Shift, okay. but uh, and uh, other crazy stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, my, know, it's my pleasure. I'm a pop culture fiend. I mean, yeah, he's the 90s guy. So we should call, you should come back on. We'll 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 come up with some new topics and yeah, we'll just man, go. I off. mean, I, I'm open to discussing everything. You know, I also do podcasting on the side with a group of my friends. Over yeah, as I say, tell us about yeah, it. Oh yeah, uh, the D-pad experience. So these are guys who I actually worked with at GameStop. All right. You know, we all started together there like my band of brothers i called them because those are like (laughs) the group of guys who even till this day more than 10 years down the line we're still great friends you know they live their own lives do their own thing but the one thing that brings us together is games so with the d-pad experience it's weekly it's about a 45 minute 50 minute podcast we tackle on like funny segments very retro gaming inspired and um, we also talk about like some of the new stuff so with the coming episode that we have, Nintendo, the Nintendo Direct is tomorrow, so they're going to be oh, announcing right. all the new stuff for the Switch and all that. We'll tackle that. We'll talk about like what was like the game of the year right. during a certain year. Um, we'll talk about what we hate about the industry. All right. And I know the last episode we did, we actually ended up sharing like GameStop stories. So like uh, stuff that if like you, behind the scenes stories. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, people don't know. Right. I mean, I, like we can break down 
how the whole trading system works, which I think would be in a freaking hilarious <laughs> conversation. It's like, wait a minute. Yo, I You're need telling to know me that. I'm only getting like five cents for Grand Theft Auto 3? I just bought this shit like last week. Are I you know, serious? That's why I like never traded in. I was like, they're giving me nothing. Yeah, you yeah. know how much I pay for this. You can see the memes and all that. Them things are hilarious. So yeah. that's like stuff that we discuss. Like right. the last time we talked, we talked about like some of our favorite celebrities right. who came in and some of the worst. Oh, nice. But you know, we have so much content there that it's like, all right, outside of what we know right. and outside of like me working in the industry and kind of getting all these inside tracks on everything right, right. Uh, we bring it all together and it's like a, very, a great full bodied gaming experience when right, you listen right. to it so like you know anybody who's interested in any of that stuff you can follow my guys over at uh, D-Pad XP on Instagram Twitter and Facebook and um, you can even look them up on iTunes the D-Pad experience they have like about like 40 think about it they're going on like 40 episodes right now they nice, do it weekly dude. they started at the beginning of the year and um i'm on there bi-weekly nice dude we yeah. have fun i gotta check it out just because yeah, it's i don't game as much as i used to but i used to i didn't either until I, I started like, doing this again there you go yeah. uh i'm hyped for red dead redemption too. yeah that's uh, easily gonna probably be a uh, game of the year but everybody right now is going nuts over spider-man the spider-man game Spider-Man dude. Is nuts. i'm kind of like i i had heard about it and then i was kind of like yeah, you know, I'm not going to get it. And now everybody's posting about it. And I'm kind of like, nah, I think I got to pick this game. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. I think if you have a PS4, the one yeah. thing that they've always done well is their exclusives. Right. Yeah. So that's how they're killing Microsoft for the most Yeah, I've part. already seen like some hysterical like memes. Oh, and yeah. Stuff yeah, yeah. Yeah. The, the, yeah, the, internet, the, the internet is yeah. savage. Yeah. That's yeah. for sure. And speaking of which, when I was right before you came here, I was looking at an email newsletter from The Outline. And one of the, <laughs> one of the headlines <laughs> yeah. was the nice new transition. Spider-Man game turns the hero into web-slinging Nancy Reagan. Spidey takes a limited approach to an issue the comic have handled with care, drug abuse. That's it? That's it. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> and uh, I'm not going to read the outline. Yeah. <laughs> you sealed the deal. I mean, they, they did what they needed to do, which was kind of draw your attention with a very intriguing uh, headline. Right. But, uh, I mean, if you clicked on it, that's really all that matters to them. That's you don't have to they read it. The oh, I'm I'm they got the click. They got the click. They got the unique visitor. Right. I'm done to read it. I'm done to read it. The unique visitor. I hope <laughs> I hope the article is Spider-Man goes to Staten Island to stop uh, an, an, an import of uh, heroin coming from Bayonne, New Jersey. It <laughs> <laughs> was supposed to land at the Gaeta garbage dump. Uh, <laughs> well, well the, ga- the game is incredibly... Detailed yeah, 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 so it's like they, they called it like the Marvel Grand Theft Auto because oh. it's just that huge. And so much <laughs> Jordan and I move. both locked eyes, and we're buying it. <laughs> uh, Sold. Hey. All right, thank you, Outline. Uh, cool. Well, anyway, man, thanks for yeah, coming. Marvel, yeah, Marvel, y'all owe me a check for that one. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, anyway, dude, thanks for coming on. Yeah, it was awesome you. having you, My and pleasure, um, uh, we'll uh, hopefully have you on again. And uh, shift is out. Shift is out. Peace. It's 8 a.m. Ha, 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 ha.